this is your first episode of The Upside. Welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, August 3rd. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that it is not oppressively hot out. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the free snacks at our shared workspace. I just went in there, got some cheese, a little string cheese. It was delightful. Having to reach on that one because yesterday, not a good day. So sometimes on the bad days, you got to really reach for, you know, the simple things. And cheese brings me joy huh. every time. Are you going to elaborate on why yesterday wasn't a good day? Um, well, we were bickering yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Followed by a bicker. Like it started, it started two afternoons ago. And then it was just, we don't, we're not into that whole solve everything before you go to bed thing. Because to me, I mean, I don't know about you. It just seems... Why do you have to solve everything in the heat of the moment? Why can't you let it sit for a minute, reflect, decide what you really want to say, and then you know? So maybe if we maybe if we um, were fighting about something significant, but I don't know that we have ever had an argument so significant that we needed to lose sleep over it. So that, and then we just got some like frustrating business news yesterday. It was just not the best, but it's fine. But my point is, it's on bad days that gratitude matters and that you can pick things that normally you would think, well, I can't be grateful for that. It's dumb. Jeez. But it really does help flip your mind a little bit. There's a lot of upside to the frustrating business news, just for the record. Yeah. I know you're struggling to see it, but I'm almost relieved. I'm going to be better tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So mean, I just got to sit on it for a minute. You mean today? Today? No, it may take me a couple of days. Oh, really? <laughs> I think it's an ego bruise thing. You know, it always takes like a minute to like dust yourself off yeah. for a second. And that's kind of how I feel. Got but it. anyways, Any, um, anywho. on to more positive and exciting things. So it is essentially a fresh start because it's like back to school, all of this stuff. We all know how much I love it, mainly because of the office and school supplies, even though I calculate, I was like doing the math and I haven't been back to school myself in 15 years. Oh my gosh. You're so old. I know I'm so old. So I have not been able to like partake in the fun festivities that is going back to school and the excitement, but I still feel the excitement, right? It's everywhere. It's, you just can't miss it. Like our city the other night had a back to school thing and you know it's just in the air and I wanted to remind you if you are in this like new exciting oh fresh start this is really exciting this is cool thing right now or the next time that you are to soak in and be mindful of all of the little tiny things that maybe you would have overlooked before. And here's why. If you are a teacher, I know we have a lot of teachers that listen to this. And when you're walking in your classroom and you are seeing, you know, your new classroom, or maybe you got new markers this year, or I don't know, whatever it is that you're excited about, stop for a moment, like look at it, smell it. You know, all of the things, what else did they tell you to do with mindfulness? Take in all the senses of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was, you know, you got a new whiteboard in your class, like what would you take in from that if you're being, or just Jeff the, took a mindfulness class. Or the excitement of, not the excitement, but just try as hard as you can, when you can, to experience things for the first time. Yes. And- oh, When you're experiencing it again. Obviously. Yeah. So my, and the reason that you want to do this is there's going to be a point later in the year or later in life or whenever where you're really frustrated. Maybe you're on the edge of burnout or you've had a bad day or you're just like, oh my gosh, today stinks or right now stinks. 
you can go back, close your eyes and remember that. And I know it sounds silly, but when I was at CNN, I, and I was having a bad day, I would literally find somewhere to go by myself for a second. And I would close my eyes and think about the very first day that I walked into that building, the CNN building as an employee, how I felt and the the butterflies I got when I swiped my badge for the first time. Right. And when I sat at my desk for the very first time, and I remember... I soaked it into the point where I remember how it sounded. Like I remember the sound of the escalator. I remember people being in the food court below at the CNN center. I remember exactly how it smelled. And anytime I would have a bad day, I would literally take five, remember that. And it puts you back in the place of how excited that you were. And it's a cool little trick to, um, you know, in mindfulness. And if you're, if you have a fresh start right now, or you're really excited about something, soak it in with all of your senses, you will never regret it. And it's a nice thing to revert back to. This is going to, this show is going to be unintentionally deep because I have a lesson too. Oh, okay. What's your lesson? I have something to share for people who sabotage their own success. People, do we do this? What? Do we do this? Yes. You think we do? Do we? 100%. Well, okay. Say what you're going to say and then all. 100%, 100% we do it. It's imposter syndrome. That's a form of self-sabotage, mm-hmm. right? It's perfectionism, mm-hmm. which is what I do. That's a form of self-sabotage where you try to make everything just as it should be. Mm-hmm. So you never you never complete the task, right? Right. Because you want it to be perfect, but perfect is impossible. So you never have to fail because you've never completed it. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, so, well, that's that's two of them. And then the third one is called uh, martyr syndrome, which is where you make sure everybody around you is taken care of, mm-hmm. right? So in a workplace, you're making sure that the people that you work with are set up for success and that they're going to get their promotions and they're going to get, uh, um, you know, all their work done even if that means you have to stay late, even if that means you have to work through lunch, even if that means you have to come in early. Um, the martyr syndrome one um, is impacts women mm-hmm. really, really strongly. I used to do that a yeah. lot. So you kind of put yourself in the shadow. Um, and then the other, the other two, these are just the official definitions. Um, the perfectionist is holding on to the idea that you're not allowed to fail um, because that, you know, failure is never an option. So you just strive to make everything perfect. So I guess my original definition was a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, uh, then the imposter syndrome is Oof, that's mine feeling guilty. Like you don't deserve it. So here is how to overcome all three of these. These are called the syndrome sisters, by the way, <laughs> those three, the imposter syndrome, the perfectionist syndrome and the martyr syndrome. Here's how to overcome them. Number one. Do you have, which of those three do you think you have? Yes. All of Uh, them? Yes. Probably in order, uh, imposter syndrome and martyr syndrome are tied for first, followed very closely. And the martyr thing is hard because it's actually a very good quality in moderation. Like you are amazing at taking care of people. It makes you a great father. It makes you a great husband. It makes you a great partner. Not in business. It's- Oh, but business. Okay. I disagree because one thing that you and I are trying to be really, really mindful about is, and I wish I had done this my entire career, is identifying exactly what we're good at 
and what our weaknesses are Mm -hmm. and where we can. I think we talked about it on the show. It's like doing the one to 10 check-in. Right. Right. And you're never, the goal isn't for a husband, a wife or a business partners or whoever to be, uh, to each have a 10. Mm -hmm. The goal is for the average to be as close to 10 as possible. Right. So if you're a four, then your partner, whether it's your wife or your business partner or your coworker, whoever it is, needs to needs to be a 10 or a 12, mm-hmm. right? Have an outstanding day because now you're going to average higher. Yeah. And that makes you. So I think one thing that I wish I had learned much earlier in my career was to not have an ego about my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And... Also, not be afraid to tell other people what where they weren't strong mm-hmm. because everybody operates better as a unit, right? right? Mm-hmm. So if I was able to sit across from someone and say, hey, you know what? You're not good with leadership. Right. You don't know how to play the game. You don't know how to talk to people. You don't know how to fight. Like both. me and sales. Right. I am not good at sales. Right. Just inherently, it is not my gift. So a, a person would say, A smart person would say, that's not, I'm better at that. You're better at the logistics and the deadlines and the timelines and keeping everyone on track. You're better at the whatever. And it's not it. Because everybody's great at something and everybody's also not great at other things. So I think a good leader, and I see it so much like in corporate America where people are put into positions or roles that they just inherently aren't good at. And I feel like that's so unfair. To everyone. To everyone, because the team suffers, that person suffers, because they're constantly trying to be something that they're not good at. So it's a consistent struggle for them too. It's it's a losing situation all around, but I think good leaders recognize the strength and the weaknesses in their teams and in themselves and and adjust accordingly. And that's why I think the martyr syndrome is so bad in the workplace because I don't even want to know how many hours I spent trying to- Especially at your last job. Help someone, coach someone, mentor someone through what they were never going to be good at because it wasn't in their DNA. Mm Mm-hmm. Rather than say to them, hey, you need stop chasing this. Right. This isn't your whatever. Mm-hmm. This isn't what you're good at. You chase this. Yeah, you're, you're out- great at this. You're outstanding at this. And I can help you chase that. Or I can put you in touch with somebody who knows more about that than I do. Mm-hmm. But that's the direction you need to go. Not only did I waste their time, but I wasted my own time. And who knows what I could have accomplished during that time. Right. So uh, I, I – understand why somebody would say, oh, that's such a good quality to have. But while we're on the martyr thing, did you see, um, I followed this therapist on Instagram called sit with wit. I followed her for years. So she posts really great content. And did you see that she posted? Um, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, but she posted a thing that said, um, awards people try to win that actually don't exist. Did you see this? Here's a list. Never put themselves first. Like that's the award that you're striving for. Right. And I think this is the martyr thing too. I, I take care of everybody. I'm I'm the sacrificial lamb. Most stressed. Worried more than anyone because they care. 
slept the least, stayed on that weird diet for the longest, sacrificed their entire life for others, liked by everyone. Yeah. Like those aren't superlatives in real life. They're only superlatives in our head. And, you know, they really don't make a positive impact. So here's how to over you. here's how to overcome those uh, syndrome sisters. Number one, identify which ones plague you. Number two, understand uh why they are there. So imposter syndrome is rooted in a fear of being excluded. So if you reach a certain level of success, if you make certain accomplishments, then the people who are around you now might not, you might feel, they might feel like you're too good for them. You've whatever. So you don't want to lose that grounding, those, mm-hmm. those, those roots. So you downplay a lot of your accomplishments. Um, the way to overcome that is by expressing your true self, but also calling others out when they downplay their success by telling others like, no, 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 you deserve that. And mm-hmm. letting them do the same thing to you, you'll start to realize that everybody's on the same journey together. Um, the perfectionist syndrome is rooted in a fear of losing control. So once you finish something and release it out into the world and it's done and signed off on, you are, you no longer have control over it because it, it's, it's out there. And then people can offer feedback. People can, you know, revise mm-hmm. it, complain, whatever. Um, the way you overcome that is just by being kind to yourself and understanding that failure is never the end of the road, but it's a chance to change direction. Yeah. Which for the business hiccup that you and I are dealing with, I, that's why I'm almost excited about it. Yeah, like looking forward to the pivot. Yeah. Um, and then martyr syndrome is rooted in a fear of irrelevance. So. Ooh, uh, that's a deep one. Yeah? Yeah. I don't understand it. What do you? What, what? It means. Let me explain. You, okay. Um, by taking accountability for your choices, you make yourself a priority and remember that you are responsible for your own happiness. Mm-hmm. But what's the rooted in fear of irrelevance mean? Well, I, my my thought was that if you are, your fear of irrelevance has you doing everything for everyone all the time, especially at work, because you don't ever want people oh, right. to not realize how hard you work, how you're the best at something, how, you know what I mean? So you're constantly doing things for other people to prove that you're, that that you you're important there, and relevant. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think those three are all tied in. I doubt that there's one person who just has one. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're all really tied into one another. So if that helped one person, then I'm glad we spent the time on it. I have, we have a Peloton. We've had it for years. And I would say that we've definitely gotten our money's worth. Like I've used it so many times and for many years and probably going on, is it going on four years now? It was we like, bought our Peloton before the pandemic. the pandemic. We did. Was it 2019 that we got ours? Um, it was when, I, and when we lived in our cute little house. Yeah, 2019 or 2020, but it was definitely before because remember right at the start of the pandemic, there were crazy wait lists. Yes. And we actually thought about selling it. We did. Um, and I so I definitely think we've gotten our money's worth, but I am someone that goes, I do workouts. I get really into workouts and then I get kind of bored and move on and then I come back to them and then whatever. And I still use the Peloton app probably like twice, three times a month, like three weeks a month, um, which I really like, but I haven't used a bike in forever. We moved it upstairs a couple months ago and I haven't used it since we moved, since we 
got our carpet cleaned or whatever. Cause we had to unplug it. I've never plugged it back in. And I was thinking about how I used to think it was so funny, the exercise equipment that my parents would buy that wound up collecting dust in our basement, even though maybe they used it for a little bit and how my Peloton is my parents' Nordic track. Yeah. Did you, did your parents ever fall for any of those like we had a nineties? Um, we had an exercise bike, the OG Peloton. Yeah. It, like it was, a, it was brown and uh-huh. it had a knob that you turn. It was the same thing as a, Peloton, but it had no obvious computer hookup or anything. So the Nordic track, I think, was like a big one, which is funny because do you know what that looks like? Isn't it a treadmill? No, the Nordic track, I mean, it is now because they've like revamped their brand. But Nordic track back in the 90s was you would, if you were standing upright, there was like a soft cushion kind of near your belly and there were like ski pole things. Okay. And there were skis on your feet and you would ski- Okay. Like you had poles and your feet for a workout, which okay. is just funny. Cause right now I'm like, how in the heck is that? Like, did they have resistance on it? Whatever. Then I looked up some other ones that I remember the thigh master, yeah. Suzanne Summers. My yeah. parents never had that, but I feel like it was huge. Um, no one can forget the shake weight. Right. Did you ever have that? No. And the Bowflex. Oh, the Bowflex. Do you remember that? I think I wanted one of those. I feel like everyone wanted a Bowflex. That was the all like all the equipment in one machine, right? And yeah. You, and you would use the resistance bands. Uh-huh. I'm sure those bands got to the point where somebody used one and snapped right off and hit them right in the face. Because you know, that's <laughs> what decomposes to. with age. Of course, of course. As a parent, you want to take care of your kids, not just today, not just this week, but forever. So you need to start looking at term life insurance from Fabric by Gerber Life. This will help protect your family so their future is secure no matter what happens. It's quick and it's easy. Fabric was designed by parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Life insurance can have a bad rap for being complicated. I have to be honest with you. I don't totally understand it, but using Fabric, it was so easy to apply. A seamless digital experience. It's all online. It's on your time. And if you need extra help, Fabric's team of licensed insurance agents can answer questions along the way. It takes less than 10 minutes. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families just like yours for over 50 years. And they've got over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash upside. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Meet fabric.com slash upside. A couple of years ago, I had lash extensions and I was allergic to the glue. I had to let them go and I hadn't been able to get them again. And a friend recommended to me the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara by Thrive Cosmetics. It mimics the look of lash extensions without the damaging glue or the salon prices. It's a tubing formula, which I had never used before, but I really love it because it wraps around each lash as you apply it and it's super easy to take off and it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or 
flaking. It also has more than 25,000 five-star reviews for a reason. And it slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. No soap required. This is the best-selling product from Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics makes certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, all without compromising performance. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 20% off your first order. Somebody, I believe a listener to the upside posted a meme on the grams talking about how they just learned that it's cooking sheet, not cookie sheet. I could not believe this. Jeff said this to me yesterday and I was like, no, you're wrong. It's a cookie sheet. Well, I I was wrong and the meme was wrong and everything is right in the world. Oh, so it is a cookie sheet. Yes. It's a baking sheet and a cookie. There's a baking sheet, right? And a Uh cookie sheet. Those are one and the same. Yeah. Well, I think there's subtle there. I think the, I think the cookie sheet doesn't have a lip. Okay. A baking pan has yes. a lip, but it is a cookie sheet. It's not a cooking Okay, I'm really glad that you sheet. said that because that really threw me off. And we've got to go back and tell the group of friends that we were with when we talked about that because they're going to be confidently walking around being like, you know what I learned the other day? It's a cooking sheet. Well, that traumatized me because a, a few days before that, I saw a meme where somebody pointed out that this little piggy went to market, this little piggy stayed home, blah, 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 yeah. blah. The piggy who went to market wasn't going to Walmart to pick up some, some, you know, cargo mm-hmm, shorts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like was going to market mm-hmm. and never coming home. Yeah. I didn't, I never. That's, that's so depressing. Horrific. All right. Here are your three random things for today. Uh, I'm only telling this story or only sharing this, this random thing. Uh, Cause I want to talk about Grimace, but McDonald's says that they're launching a spinoff restaurant called Cosmics. Apparently Cosmic was a character, like, you know, like a Hamburglar and Grimace Mm -hmm. and all those guys, Fry Guys and all those guys. Um, Cosmic was in a bunch of commercials in the mid 80s. I I don't- I don't uh, think I remember Cosmic. Either do I. But uh, Cosmic is uh, going to create, there's going to be a restaurant built around this character, when they haven't shared any details, but they will at their develop or at their investor meeting in December. All of that is is the story that I'm telling to share what I learned about Grimace. Okay, you love Grimace. No, I don't. Where did that come from? Every time you bring up a uh, a McDonald's character in random ways, it's about Grimace. Well, I only know Grimace and Hamburglar. I think. Yeah, Grimace is more fun to say. You know, what Grimace is. Um, I don't know what Grimace is. He is a single taste bud. <laughs> Grimace is? That's disgusting. That I just disgusting. read that along the same lines of the cookie cooking sheet and the piggy going to market somewhere along that line. The Hamburglar doesn't really make sense though either because it would make sense the Hamburglar if... The Hamburglar stealed hamburgers. Stealed. Stole Stole hamburgers. hamburgers. Right. But wouldn't it make more sense if that was like the Chick-fil-A mascot or something like that? Like, don't eat more hamburgers? Like, why would he be stealing from his own store? He likes hamburgers so much. Oh, okay. That makes it... Sorry. That was like the dumbest thing I've ever said. Oh, no. Not even close. 
Your second random thing for today is that loneliness can shrink your brain size. Scientists have discovered an odd connection between our brain and the number of close connections that we have. The research finds that the number and frequency of social contacts in healthy older adults is linked to brain volume. That means the less that you connect with people, the smaller the volume of your brain. So you can literally shrink your brain by not being social. Jeff Dollar, looking at you. Get out there. Be social. Your third random thing is if you could use an extra $1.25 billion. Hi, it's me. Make sure you buy a Mega Millions ticket. Uh, The jackpot tomorrow night is the fourth largest in the game's history, $1.25 billion, which is shocking. I don't ever remember it being that high over a billion. Mm -hmm. And this is only the fourth largest? I I don't know. Anything over a billion to me, I hear billion and then I stop listening because that's all the information that I need. So the drawing is Friday night and it's mega millions. I say that because I'm the person who knows that there's a big jackpot, but never can remember whether it's Powerball or mega millions. So I stand in front of the machine waiting for the little video to scroll by so I can see what the jackpot is. Yeah. But it's mega millions. The drawing is Friday. Good luck. Remember your upside friends if you win. And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Passcast. Peace to you. Hey, Callie and Jeff, was listening to the episode, Callie, where you were telling us how much you love Jeff, but you don't understand why he has to go to Costco on a Saturday. Um, All he needed was paper towels. Listen, guys, I am the biggest Instacart fan, the biggest, oh gosh, I just love Instacart with every single cell in my body. Like, it's the best company on the planet. So anyways, just making sure that you could Instacart from Costco, those paper towels, I mean, anything you need, you can get on Instacart, I feel like, at least. Or you can ask the shopper. Like, I have had a shopper pick me out on using, because you can get, you don't have to use Target ship. You can use Instacart uh, to get Target. Anywho, I've had somebody, like, literally pick me out clothes. I was like, hey, while you're there, can you give me a shirt? And then they're, like, sending me pictures. So, I don't know. You, I mean, take it, use it. You could run with it, you know? So, Wanted to share my Instacart love with you guys. Have a great one. Hey, it's Tara from Sandy Springs, and I had to pause the July 24th show where y'all are talking about the fact that Callie doesn't want to watch a movie over and over and over again. And I just think that's hilarious because, Callie, how many times have you watched each episode of Friends? Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Love y'all. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Callie, Jeff, and Ellie. Hope you're well. Um, just a request to Jeff, please, please let Callie start and finish her portion of the webcast, sorry, podcast, before you interject. You always seem to cut her off. Um, today you corrected her on how to say a scale of 1 to 10. I don't think it really matters. And then she started another thing about the rocking chair, and you kind of cut her off. Let her finish, please. Thanks. Peace to you. I was calling about the, like, agenda notebook thing that you were talking about, like an assignment notebook, Jeff. We had them all through, like, middle school and high school. They were called agendas, and our school gave them to us. So, like, the name of the high school would be on the front. Everybody got their own agenda, and 
some teachers required you to show them that you wrote down the assignment or like I remember in middle school like your parents your parents would have to like sign off in your agenda that you did the assignment or something. So anyways, yeah, we always had them and they were great and I think it helped me become a more organized adult. Okay, bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, I was listening to the show when you were talking about Cardi B um, and someone throwing a bottle of water at her. Well, they have showed the full clip now, and she was asking people, because it was so hot, to throw water at her. So that's what people were doing. I think like half of the stage, just like to the left side of the stage, and then this person threw water from the right side of the stage, and that's why she was mad. I don't know if it was a bottle of water or just like, water, but I think that's a different situation than everybody just throwing rain and things at people unprompted. So I agree with you on that side, but not about the Cardi B one. I just thought I would share. Have a good day.